I open the door and I see my son-in-law dead. Stabbed multiple times. I am not going into that house. I'm turning the fuck around and I'm leaving. And I'm calling 911. But no, this grandma decides, no, 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 no. I'm going to go up the stairs. Okay, we're starting. Oh, is it started? Okay. Yeah, this podcast was supposed to be just me talking to my husband and telling him different stories that I'm passionate about and I want him to know about these stories because I think that he would be interested in this type of stories and he would bring a very different perspective Is it because I wouldn't listen to you if we weren't on a podcast? Exactly. It's because he wouldn't pay me as much attention if I were telling you the story without recording you in real life so i need to record you <laughs> to show the whole world that all right got it got it <laughs> okay so this story takes place in japan and we were supposed to be in japan two days ago um we had booked tickets to go to japan in 2020 for 2021 thinking that this COVID situation is going to blow over. We were very optimistic. Oh, the prices were really low too. So Absolutely. Um, the prices sense. were, I think, $600. Yeah, for yeah like no, 500 actually. 500 for a round trip. That yeah. was like uh, great. So we could like, we didn't even think about booking anywhere else. Just the ticket. I just saw in my Google calendar that it popped up that we were supposed to be in Japan two days ago and it didn't work out. And that made me very sad. Anyways, um, back to the story takes place in Japan and the location it takes place in it's it's actually very important is about 20 minute drive from Tokyo City so it's like the suburbs of uh, Tokyo it's still within Tokyo but it's it's about 20 minute from the city center um, the year is 2000 so it happens in the 31st December so New Year's Eve 2000 and I read it online as I was doing my research that um, Y2K didn't happen as it did for the rest of the world, as it did for Japan. Uh, so, why is that? Y2K? So, so like the year 2000, everyone else had uh, celebrated the year 2000, yeah. the end of the, you know, the whole thing uh, on, on the year 2000 or 1999 moving to 2000 but japan didn't celebrate it in that sense they only celebrated going from year 2000 to 2001 so Is they were like a superstition or was it like uh i actually don't know i tried researching but i didn't i only found it in one source that they mm-hmm. they did it like the whole big celebration happened one year later in japan i see so uh, as in like the end of year 2000 yeah. rather than happening uh, okay. exactly so okay. that was that was really interesting anyways it sets kind of like the mood for like why this is a big night for japan itself so 31st december year 2000 um suburbs of japan 20 minutes of uh, tokyo city center um there's this family um and i might not be pronouncing it properly their last name is uh, Miyaz- Miyazana? Zawa? Miyazana? Miyaz- yeah, that sounds like Miyazawa. No, Miyazawa. Miyazawa. Miyazawa, okay. The family of Miyazawa. Uh, so it's very much like a very small family and they live in, in a house actually. And their house, 
it's it's actually I um the best way to explain this house would be it's kind of like a duplex but not really like a duplex it's it has three floors uh first floor is it has the office room and the second floor it has um a bedroom and the living uh, bedroom and the kitchen and the third floor is just an attic but okay so it's more like a townhouse because yeah so it's a like a townhouse but it's divided into two houses one house is um being occupied by this family of four and the other house is being occupied by their relatives so so it's like it's a side by side it's a side by side two yeah houses, okay yeah it's like two townhouse yeah two townhouse that's the best way to put it put two townhouses um divided by a wall mm-hmm. um so one side is being occupied by mom this family of four um the mother of this family is 40 on 41 years old she is the home tutor she works from home tutoring the neighborhood kids and then the father who's 44 and he works for this company called inner brand it's a london based marketing firm and he did their company did a like a lot of campaigns with for Mark, microsoft and xerox and all of that and his character has been uh, described by his coworkers like he he's a very um He's the type of person that gets along with everyone, so he never had problems with, um, never had any reported problems with anyone. So they have two kids, one boy, one girl. The girl is about eight years old, and the boy is about six. Um, okay, so the next door, as I mentioned earlier, is occupied by their relatives, and mm-hmm. the relatives is um, the wife's mom. So the other townhouse is being occupied by um, her name, I think, is Yasuko, Yasuko's um, mom, so the grandma of the kids, and also the grandma's, uh, and also the aunt. So Yasuko's sister actually owned the house, but she never really lived there because she, I think she lived in, uh, she lived in London, I think. So she would go back and forth between London and she would come back to Tokyo sometimes. But that year, she was in Tokyo with her husband and her son. Mm-hmm. So it was like a full house that night, like 31st December 20, 2000. Um, it was completely full house. Um, the aunt was there, aunt's um, husband and the son and the grandma and y- Yasuko, Yasuko's husband and, you know, son and daughter. Everyone was home. Yeah. Basically, um, yeah, and kind of like the backstory, I would like to paint a picture of what else was going on at the time. So this neighborhood, um, as I mentioned, was the suburbs of Tokyo, and uh, there, there was a park right behind their house, and the government had decided that they were going to expand that park and they were buying off lands in their neighborhood and there were um you know people were actually kind of selling their houses and moving into other parts of the neighborhood because um it, it seemed like everyone was moving and this particular family they were going to do that as well they already had planned on moving into another part of the neighborhood but they were just holding off for another few a few months so at the time there were only initially there were 400 families living in that area but at the time 
um, that year there were only four families left in that mm-hmm. in that neighborhood. So essentially, were be- they going to build something? Is that why they they're expanding it? the park? Oh, they're expanding the park, so the houses had to be demolished. Exactly. Something. So yeah. the government decided they were going to expand the park. So everyone, literally everyone left. So out of like 400 families, only like, uh, sorry, out of like 200 families, only like four families left. Mm-hmm. So it essentially became like a ghost town. Okay, so it's a really small neighborhood. There was not many people living there. No, but a lot of people would come to the park. Okay. So a lot of kids were hanging out in the park. It was like a skating park. So a lot of like... Um, kids who were you know skating and being like very noisy and very uh-huh. you know just being the typical kids yeah. um so that being said the it's essential to tell you that where exactly their house was located so their house was located right behind the park so there was only a fence from their house at the park so anyone who was like walking in the park can like hear what was going on or or they can hear the noises that these kids would make so it was kind of like reported that the dad so Yasuko's husband I think his name was Mikio he had confronted this group of kids who were being allowed a couple of like two weeks before Uh, 31st December so he confronted these kids and he had like a like a heated conversation Mm -hmm. so there's uh, like more rumors that before like 31st of December a lot of like weird things that were happening in that neighborhood again these are rumors like not really sure whether or not these are like actual there is any actual truth to these rumors that um they they kind of reported seeing some weird things going on in the neighborhood like animals being like physically tormented there's rumors found that some and local cats were killed mostly like strays and they were tortured and all kinds of like oh. weird things that were happening at the time and the family had actually reported about someone strange parking in their parkway she knew there were other parking like free parking nearby like it didn't make sense for mm-hmm. who someone random to park in their parkway in that sense that that was just really weird um who reported these like this is this is uh yasuko like uh, the the family that these are rumors that were these aren't rumors so this is like so the the animal uh torture and the killing those can be rumors because it's it's like said in numerous sources but we don't know if it's actual Mm -hmm. truth but the parking th- thing. The parking, isn't... yeah. Okay. Okay, now let's go back to 31st of December. So we are going to kind of dissect it um, in an hourly manner of what happened that night. So starting with 6 p.m. So this family was reported seeing at a supermarket by their neighbors at 6 p.m. And... Um, at 6.30, some, another one of their neighbors drove by their their house and didn't see their car. Mm-hmm. So that kind of puts two and two together. That they that were the supermarket. They yeah. did go somewhere yeah. because their car was missing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of makes sense that they, like, this, this was probably true that this family did go to uh, the supermarket. Mm-hmm. 7 p.m., uh, Yasuko the mother had called her mother the grandma 
on the other side of the house even though there's only a wall that's separating them instead of going from one door to another she was um, very much accustomed to making a phone call yeah because they treated each other um, because they treated each other like neighbors Yasuko called her mom next door yeah. to have like a chit chat with her and asked her mom the grandma if she could watch Nina the daughter um, until like nine and have her have her watch like the TV in their side of the house okay so like I'm still trying to figure out like are these statements done by the family or these are still other people like or are we these are actual statements so okay. we can put put two and two together that this, these actually happened okay because there's phone records showing okay. that and obviously Nina went over to watch TV next door until like 9 9:30 and then 9:30 like Nina came back and then around like 10:38 and these are actual facts that the dad Mikio he accessed um the internet yeah and he read his work email I see. So he logged in to the internet to uh, read his work email. And this is a fact because... Um, the and the police... work email is from the home, password, right? Yeah. yeah. It's password protected. So yeah. the police are saying that this is true because he accessed it logging in by using his password. Okay. Okay? Why do I feel like he's going to murder everyone? <laughs> Just wait. Like that sounds like a Japanese story to be honest. Like, I, I don't know the story at all, but I feel like this is what's going to happen. He's going to go on a rampage and kill everyone. The dad? he probably lost the, his job. That's where I feel like he's going. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Around 10 o'clock that evening. So, we don't know. Like, someone said around 10 o'clock. And this can be before Mikio accessed and read his work email mm-hmm. or after. So, someone said around 10 o'clock they were walking in the park and they heard someone having an argument like a heated argument in the house so again we don't know if it was like before or after he accessed and it's good to know that he was on floor one when he accessed this email because his office was yeah. on first okay. floor another thing that's good to mention here is that the police is likely to say or anyone who has covered this story they are likely to say that this argument was more than likely coming from um yasuko and mikio's house but we don't know which side of the house this argument was. this is my addition that mm-hmm. i think we don't since the both houses are like really close to the fence and anyone who was walking yeah. next to it could be either house like we don't know yeah but anyone who covers the story they, they're likely to say that it was yeah, coming from one, their one house one is like wife and husband and the other is like... yeah exactly um but i i don't know i'm i just would like to put it out there that it could mm-hmm. be from either house so about an hour and a half later like around 11 30 um Yasuko's mom, the grandma, and that side of the family, they heard a loud banging noise from that side of the building, right? Okay. Um, but they didn't, like, investigate or anything. They just reported a, that the day after mm-hmm. uh, when everything came out. Um, so it was it was kind of, like, weird to me that they didn't investigate. Like, if I were to live that close to my daughter and my 
son-in-law and their family, there's only a wall that's separating them. Yeah, like exactly. if I hear like a loud banging noise, I would just go be like, hey, you guys okay? Like what's going on? Or I just pick up the phone and call them, you know? Yeah. Like I, it, it's kind of weird to me that they just didn't go over. Yeah, it also sounds like because it's such a big celebration, like why are you in different places if you're just nearby? Why not right. spend the night together like if it's such a big celebration like the whole night they weren't together right exactly that's yeah. kind of it's kind of weird to me too but it could be a cultural differences for from from their end as well uh, i actually don't know how japanese uh culture celebrate their new year's um mm-hmm. maybe they didn't want to intervene in a family matter too right yeah. they have their privacy they're in different houses maybe Maybe it happens often too, right? It could be like it happens every now and then and loud yeah. noises are not something they investigate. So. Yeah, it's actually a good point that you bring up because Yasuko was so used to just picking up a phone and calling her mom as opposed to just opening the door and going over. Mm-hmm. It could be that there are some privacy boundaries that she has set up that prevented her mom from going over mm-hmm. when she heard this banging noise. So it, it, it could be that too. So around the same time, so around 11.30, someone, an eyewitness, um, or maybe a neighbor, we don't know. These are reported things, not really, uh, you know, said by the officials. Someone said they saw a man like running and hurrying along the walking path um, coming from that house. And then... What time is this? 1130. 1130, okay. Uh, the same night, a cab had picked up three middle-aged men uh, from near the house and t- took them to the train station. And this cabbie had t- reported that one of the men had a wound. And the reason uh, he knew that is because this man had left some sort of blood stain in, in, the, um, in the seat of the cab. Uh, did he pick it? Pick them up from that house? Or? Near that house. Near the house, okay. And again, we don't know if these three men were together. We don't know if... Uh, basically, we don't know anything about okay. this. So this the cab driver, though, confirms that? Yeah, it's the cab driver that came out and reported that. Okay. Um, but not really helpful, in, in my opinion. That's all all the time timeline from, from that night mm-hmm. itself. So the next morning, Grandma calls... Yasuko's mother mm-hmm. calls her daughter and the phone doesn't ring. It wouldn't even connect. It's just like busy, you know, if, if your phone were to disconnect and you were yeah. to. It, so it's like suspicious. So she's like, what's happening to my daughter and her family? Yeah. So she just walks over. She knocks on the door again and again. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Um, she has a spare key. She opens the door. She goes in. She lets herself in. And she discovers... Here's the gruesome part. Floor one, where the father, Mikio, mm-hmm. was accessing his office. The grandma finds him. Mm-hmm. First body that she sees dead. Um, laying on the ground stabbed multiple times and he was laying on the ground at the bottom of this uh, staircase um staircase going to the first floor to the second floor so he again he was like stabbed multiple times and he had 
um, stab in his neck and mostly in his head. And his head had this uh, pieces of the murder weapon that was still stuck mm. in his head. Well, the, that kind of doesn't work with my theory. But <laughs> yeah, um, sorry to, you know, throw your theory out, <laughs> but it seems like he was not the killer. Okay. Uh, okay, so he, he gets killed. What about his kids and mother? Right. So here's the weird part to me. If I walked into the door of my loved ones and I see the first person, like I open the door and I see my son-in-law dead, stabbed multiple times. I am not going into that house. I'm turning the fuck around and I'm leaving and I'm calling 911. But no, this grandma decides, no, 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 no. I'm going to go up the stairs and I'm going to Well, but again, like, A, your son-in-law, but you want to check your daughter. I get that. Like, what if the daughter is still alive? Are you really going to wait for the paramedics or anybody to come? Like, I think you would go and check for everyone, see if there's any breath. Like, what if, what happened, you know? Uh, you know, I get that. But maybe... at the same time, you're a frail old lady. Yeah, you know? I, I, and maybe what that's why. What if the killer is still in there? I think, I think we all know, like, if we're in a situation where you get that kind of high of adrenaline and seeing, like, oh, there's a murder in the house. I don't think that's what she's thinking. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. So this yeah. grandma, Mikio's mother, walks up the stairs. Unfortunately, she finds the bodies of her daughter mm-hmm. and her daughter's daughter, her granddaughter. Oh, wow. okay. So Yasuko and the granddaughter, Nina, they were both brutally stabbed even more so than Mikio. So stabbed to the point it is just crazy stabbing. Mm-hmm. It looks like someone really fucking hated them. Mm-hmm. And they were their bodies were um, kind of facing each other opposite way. Mm-hmm. And uh, over a dozen times they were stabbed. Mm-hmm. Again, I would repeat what I said earlier. If I saw that, I would just leave. I would just call 911. But no, this lady keeps going. She goes into the first bedroom, mm-hmm. the second floor. And then she finds the last remaining person of that family, six-year-old Ray, the boy. Mm-hmm. And he was still in his bed. He was strangled. He was the only person not to get stabbed. And we don't know why he was not stabbed and strangled. But invest the leading investigators they think that he was the first member to be guilt to be killed. Mm-hmm. Um so let's talk about the murder weapon. There were two murder weapons, actually. The sashimi knife. And the second one was the knife that the murderer found from their own kitchen. Mm-hmm. They used a regular household knife. Yeah. So this is the, the sashimi knife. Yeah. <laughs> the murderer brought it from outside um, into their house. And that was the knife that broke in the head of Mikio, mm-hmm. the dad. So they found pieces of the knife sashimi knife in his skull since that knife broke Mm -hmm. the murderer needed to go find another knife 
yeah. to finish the job. So they used the second household knife mm-hmm. to kill off essentially Yasuko and uh, Nina. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's several different theories of what happened at the time. The murderer had broke in through the second floor. He jumped in from the second floor window. It's a very small window. It had like a mosquito net, but the mosquito net was uh, like open. So he didn't really literally break in because the net was like perfectly open on the side. And he just jumped in and he walked into the six-year-old boy Ray's room and he strangled him mm-hmm. and then it's it's like hypothesized yeah. that while he was murdering the uh, the dad uh, Mikio heard some thumping or something and he was trying to come up the stairs and at the time like the murderer came down and murdered I mean how did they get killed like okay sure someone got in and they got murdered but like I think I'm more interested in why did they do it there's like the different hypothesis and at the time Yasuko and Nina they were known so we know this that they were actually asleep in the attic because the attic area had a tv and a bed and they found um Yasuko and Nina's blood in the attic Okay. And but their body was found in the second floor. Okay, so it's almost like they ran to the attic or something. It's it, it's weird. It's like it doesn't make sense like some people say that this is a person that was already in the house. Okay. That they invited this person in. Mhm. Like that would make sense. If they knew this person, then it would mean the first person to get killed would be Mikio at the bottom of the first floor. Yeah. And then he would go to the second floor and strangle Ray. But why did he... If if he was... Okay, I guess that makes sense. If he was using the sashimi knife... And murdering uh, Mikio and the sashimi knife broke. He came up the stairs to strangle Ray because he didn't have the knife. And then I guess the second floor had the kitchen where he grabbed the household knife to go up in the attic Mm -hmm. to murder the mother and daughter. How were they sure that the sashimi knife didn't belong to the house? Because it was... It was, it, they didn't have it. Like, it was not in the house. It was not, like, the mother did, didn't report, like, the grandma didn't report seeing the knife. And I see. they found that this knife was bought previous, like, uh, last week, the week before, in the nearest market. Did they find out who bought it? They no. Okay. No, unfortunately. So, it's, it's a bit weird, like, this timeline and like how they were murdered and who was murdered first it kind of doesn't match up to when i was thinking about all of this like mm-hmm. they had first aid kits and nina the daughter and yasuko the mother they were applying first aid kit to each other's body at some point and I, like 
it absolutely does not make sense the timeline like what was going on who like so the most bizarre part i haven't even told you is the part that apparently so, so there's two versions of it the first version the version that came out in 2000 was apparently the murderer was there from you know the time when they were murdered so like around 11 30 or like midnight to 10 a.m so about 10 hours he was there and the first thing he did one of after murdering these people mm-hmm. he did was he accessed the internet at 1 18 a.m the the murderer accessed the yeah and he accessed the internet and he basically went to several different websites that were bookmarked by uh, Mikio, the father. So Mikio was known to be involved in the theater. And this murderer went to the website that Mikio had bookmarked to this theater website and tried to purchase some tickets. Like, it makes no sense. Like, why would you do that? So this is after his death, right? Like, we were almost sure that he was dead by then. I mean, I guess your head is racing right now, thinking that maybe it is Mikio who... But it doesn't make sense. It can't be Mikio, because we found sashimi knife in his skull. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he first accesses, accesses the internet, and then he naps on the couch. And then he wakes... God knows what time, and then he eats ice cream, he eats melon, he drinks barley tea, and we know these things because there's DNA all over these things. Okay. In the fridge. So when you say he applied the first aid kit, maybe he applied it himself. I forgot to tell you, he did apply. He he didn't apply the first aid kit to the to Nina and Yasuko, mother and daughter. Mm. So it's known that they apply the first aid kits to themselves. Because it would if a murderer comes, brutally murders mother and daughter, why would the murderer apply the first aid kit to them? I mean, maybe he's sick in the head and he thinks, oh, I, mur- I stabbed them, maybe I can apply first aid kit, right? I mean, it doesn't sound like a stable person that came in true. and tried to murder. Like I mean, it is true. But the thing is, he actually applied, it's known that he applied the first aid kit to himself. He also tried to use sanitary pads, women's sanitary pads, to his his own wound. Mm-hmm. Because he left DNA everywhere. Yeah. He literally ate ice cream cones, mm-hmm. ice cream cups. Like three, or, well three or four of them. Yeah. He ate melon and he drank barley tea and accessed the internet trying to buy theater tickets year 2000 it's known that he was there till that time to 10 in the morning and the reason we know this is because this person has had has had access to the internet again at 10 something a.m around the same time the grandma had walked in oh wow but here is the but is that in 2015 this was debunked and this was debunked because uh, at university in japan they kind of redid the whole scenario and they showcased that it could be 
the grandma, when she was walking in, the mouse fell from the top of the desk to the bottom and it just went to a bookmark. Okay, now that doesn't make sense. You don't just like, <laughs> mouse doesn't fall and then clicks a bookmark. I don't know. It, it could, I mean. No. Why not? I don't know. Like a year two thousand, think of the mouse. A computer like needs to get turned on, right? First of all, you, your computer is just just stable on for like hours and hours. True, that's a good point. Uh, unless they they only assume like if the computer was making a connection, it meant uh, something. But uh, sounds weird. Like if they went to a bookmark website, I don't think that's the grandma. It's not the grandma. It, they're saying that the grandma walked in because yeah. some vibration or something, the mouse fell from top of the desk to the to the floor and the mouse just clicked itself. Like, yeah. it, it can happen, I think. I, I, I highly doubt that would happen. So you think the killer was still there? I mean, if the bookmark somewhere went somewhere, I think there was someone who accessed the computer. I don't know if it's the killer, but someone did it. Maybe the grandma clicked it. Why the fuck would the grandma click? I mean, I don't know. In that case, the killer was there. I don't think. I don't think the mouse just suddenly falls by accident and starts clicking a website. Like, think about this. The year two thousand, most people are still using either like dial-up internet or something, or maybe the, maybe that's also why it was busy, right? The internet was still connected. Ah. Like if if they call and they're not. That's true. Like a, a dial-up internet, so that's not. But now then, like if a computer was on and everything, but it wouldn't just suddenly fall and click like mouses are not like laser mouse or even like that you know just like just because it falls doesn't mean click like that would mean the mouse was like really hovering over that specific hmm. bookmark and the clicking action happened as it falls down i don't know but there are other sources that say that when the grandma came in she found that the computer plug the power plug was actually taken off of the wall. Mm -hmm. So that kind of like goes against the whole mouse clicking the bookmark thing. Mm -hmm. So I actually don't know where maybe it's things... like the timeline is a little mushy. Like, you know, the, maybe he clicked, he went away and t ran away when she entered. And it's almost like a around the exact same time. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, he could have just clicked and, like, okay, I have to run, take away the power, and then he leaves hmm. the house and the grandma kind of enters. So where do you think he left from? Do you think he left from, like, the second story? Well, wherever he entered from, right? Yeah, or maybe he was in there. Also. Because he didn't, he never came from the front door. It doesn't seem like, yeah. if we take the theory that he came in through for the little boy's room, you know, the yeah. net, he might have gone out the same way. Yeah. And maybe it's a crazy killer and then comes in, right. murders people and then... Okay, so that's not the weirdest part of this whole story. So it gets weirder. So people, well, the investigators take the DNA and the blood samples and all of that. And they find that doesn't match with literally anyone that they know. But... What does come up from the DNA sample is that he had European descent from his mother's side and his from his father's side. He had 
either Korean or Japanese blood. Mm-hmm. So that's very weird for several reasons. Is because if you're mixed with European and Japanese, then you're very easy to spot. And let's let's go with the fact that 10 a.m. you're running down the street and you're literally a mixed person between Asian and European, and you have wound, you have been wounded. Mm-hmm. You are easy to spot, but no one spots this person. Now let's go with the fact that he was not there, and the mouse did fell, mm-hmm. and he left. Like around two a.m. or something, and he was one of the passengers who left the blood in the cab. Yeah, I mean the blood Again, in the cab. Can can they check the blood again? Exactly my point, and I couldn't find that anywhere. Mm-hmm. The does the blood left in the cab match the blood left in the crime scene? No one answered me. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find that anywhere. Yeah, well, I mean that's probably. Maybe the cab driver came very much later with everything clean, so they didn't have. Yeah. Anything. But they still have this DNA, um, so that's that's that. This no one found this person. The much much again, weirder part is that this person came in with the full outfit. Ninety percent of that outfit was left in the house. So what did he wear when he left? Who knows? He was wearing a fanny pack. He was wearing this jacket. He was wearing a scarf. He was wearing his pants. Everything, everything was literally left. So he probably changed into their clothes. Uh, yeah, it could I mean, be. Yeah. We again, we don't know what's missing. Maybe he wore Mikio's outfit to mm-hmm. leave. Um, yeah. So uh, his shoes, they were actually, I think, not. They were actually bought from Korea, I think. His fanny pack, weird part, his fanny pack had a sand, and you're going to laugh at this, from an ocean. California? In California, exactly. It is. That sounds like a Californian serial killer goes around the world murdering people. I mean. Well, case solved. (laughs) I mean, what else? Like, there's been serial killers everywhere in California. That is true. That is true. They just went to Japan to kill and, like, random murders. Yeah, I mean, it could be. People, there are so many, like, theories. It's like. There's theories that it's it's a military thing, there's theories that it's a um, traveler murder there's a lot of like people who pass through japan thinking that okay it is my time to live my wildest darkest fantasy and no one's gonna be able to spot me here because Mm -hmm. i'm a traveler yeah it could be that well it it would be that right like if it was a traveler like people wouldn't pay much attention they would like yeah if you're if you're not an asian descent you kind of look away also exactly and this person is half asian yeah so maybe they look a lot like an actual Japanese. Well, he's an actual Japanese person, but yeah. he's half. Maybe he looked a bit more like, mm-hmm. on the like less of European and more of his Japanese descent. Yeah. So he could he could just pass through, okay. and no one saw him. But so what is the final decision on that? Actually, thing? we don't know. No one knows. This case is still unresolved even after 
21 years. Yeah, makes sense that it wouldn't be resolved. I mean, like, it sounds like a random killing, right? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a random killing, but for someone to act in such manner and not to repeat, like, how does this person get away? I mean, if you, the thing is, uh, okay, year 2000 is still, like, not internet related or anything like that. So, like, if, if this person murdered, like, maybe, maybe it was a one-time thing. He just wanted to live his fantasy and he did that. But he could potentially have gone to multiple different Asian countries and done that separately yeah. very far away. If he's a traveler, has a European descent, that means he might have passport elsewhere too, right? So mm-hmm. he could be traveling very far and doing murders like this in very distant places. Because it doesn't seem like there's any specific target for this family. Yeah, it really doesn't. And it seems like there's a single killer. <laughs> so it's not like a gang-related thing. So I'm thinking. It's not. But you know what like really interests me is the fact that their their family is not... Excuse me. Their family is like... Has a lot of connection to uh, European countries. Like... Yasuko's husband Mikio he was working for this London company mm-hmm. and Yasuko's sister was living in London so they're not the type of family that didn't have any connection they're not like an entirely Japanese and no relation to any European country whatsoever type mm-hmm. of family so I don't know maybe this theater it, ticket that they bought though they, they tried to Bide. Which theater? Did they ever check that theater or anything? Uh, you know, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's so many unknowns and it's just, it really pisses me off because this killer just, it, okay. He... I mean, I think I think a lot of the thing, I, I know you think you don't know, I think a lot of these things is that if it's an ongoing investigation, like these type of details are not revealed, right, for the public. Like, yes, they have that information. They probably went on that lead. But revealing that to the public would not add much benefit. I wanted to say earlier is that this person literally pissed all over their house. But (laughs) when I say he pissed all over their house, he actually did take a piss in their bathroom and he shat. He pooped in their bathroom. He he didn't even flush before going. He left his poop in their bathroom the police actually took his poop and took it to the lab and to see what he ate and they found out he had like a very typical food typical japanese food the day before that they found from their poop i don't know what kind of crazy person can kill a bunch of people poop in their bathroom eat their melon a crazy person so what do you think about this whole story I, I i mean like it's all speculation right like there's nothing like it's just a gruesome murder and there's no conclusion uh, 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 i i just think it's a random killer i don't think there's anything like all the other there doesn't seem to be any the- leading theory that this isn't a random killing um, yeah nothing that convinces me otherwise it's just someone went like went on a, like a town that is almost like a ghost town. There's not many people, yeah. not much people around, and they came. He came in and murdered these people, like murdered one by one. 
Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. I don't see anything. Yeah, like they have their DNA, but what can you do it with the DNA if the person is able to like flee the country and travel so often? Yeah, that's true. I wonder if they're constantly matching the DNAs though, because it's been twenty-one years. I mean, if you have the DNA, it's in the database, right? So if in some case this person, uh, a DNA comes up again and it matches, like it will be identified in the database. But at the same time, it's in Japan, so this date, this DNA is not something like I'm not sure. But I don't think there's like a worldwide DNA matching service or anything. Like there, there may be. be. There may be, but like not uh, for high-profile cases. But um, this, this is a, this should be a high-profile case. There should be justice. I mean, of course, there should family. be should be just a lot of things should be, but it's not. Yeah. A, yeah, I guess this is. This is the end of the story, unfortunately. It's a very sad story, and yeah.